Hi, everyone. Dave Stahoviak with the final lesson in this course on how to delegate better. Next regular episode is coming on Monday, but first the conclusion here of the course I've been airing this week for you on delegation. And it's your final opportunity to consider applying for the Coaching for Leaders Academy since applications close this Friday, September 9th. You can apply by going over to coachingforleaders.com slash academy. And if you want access to this free audio course permanently, just set up your membership at coachingforleaders.com since the course will vanish here off of all the apps in the coming days. Absolutely free to set up your membership. Okay, final lesson, how to respond to obstacles. If you've ever delegated anything, I know you've had this happen. It's happened to me so many times that I've lost track. You're following what you thought were all the steps. You've got what you think is a good plan with the other person on what they're doing. Seems like they're on board with expectations. First few things go well. And then they come to you and say, I'm running into a problem and I need your help. How you respond to that question or request will either negate all the work you've done to delegate, or it'll be the most critical point to help this person to develop their skills. Let me explain. Most of the time, people don't ask for help on stuff that you know they know how to do or they feel successful with. They're asking for help because something's hard. First, listen to what they're saying to ensure it's not a misalignment on time, cost, or quality. Defining done, right? If it is, then you'll go back to that delegation dialogue and revisit those expectations, of course. But normally when people have come to me with a problem, it's truly some kind of issue that they're having with the work. Either they don't know how to do what's next, as in they don't have the skill, or they've run into some kind of obstacle that wasn't anticipated in the planning process. Either way, you want to avoid rescuing. Because if you rescue people, you negate the delegation you've done in the first place. Take the situation when someone doesn't know how to do what's next. Here's what rescuing sounds like when someone tells you they aren't sure how to do something and you respond. Oh yeah, that's tricky. Let me take care of that part for you. When you say something like that, you've potentially missed an opportunity to develop this skill in them. Because once you take it back, they don't have the chance to get better at it. By the way, the most common response I have gotten from an employee when I take something back is relief. (laughs) They're sometimes thrilled that they don't have to figure it out. But in the long run, If you do that often, you're not developing them. You become the single point failure system that I mentioned in an earlier lesson. I'm not suggesting here that you should never take something back after you've delegated it, but rather just inviting you to be mindful of when and how often you do it. If you want to get better at developing others, here's a little nudge that you might try. Years ago, I taught leadership courses in a graduate nursing program. Nursing leaders are such talented and caring people to work with, and I think I learned more from them than they did from me. One of the practices that a number of the nurses surfaced to me as we were talking about learning and leadership that helped them to develop their nursing skills early on in their careers 
was a practice of see one, do one, teach one. They would often say that that was the expectation set on them when learning a new procedure. Watch someone else do it first. Next time, then do it yourself with a more experienced person supervising. And then ultimately, teach someone else how to do it. I think that's a great place for most managers to start too. If you catch yourself saying, well, let me do that tough part for you, here's my nudge for you. At least have them observe. Even if you take the work back, even if you still end up doing some portion of the work, at least have them watch some or all of you move it forward. And then the next time that they need to do that skill, you have them take the lead and you watch or observe or check in with them frequently. See one, do one, teach one. As my friend Jonathan Raymond would say, that's a good start to being a little more Yoda and a little less Superman. You can use a similar approach when someone runs into an obstacle that perhaps neither of you anticipated when the project started. One of the most common situations I find that this happens is when something changes for another stakeholder, or there's some kind of unanticipated obstacle with another part of the organization or an outside partner or a client. When that happens, you taking something back when asked for help could sound a little like this. Huh, I hadn't anticipated that. Let me do some thinking and get back to you. Or, well, let me talk to so-and-so first and see if I can clear that up. Again, I'm not suggesting here you should never help in those ways. But just that you're clear that ownership for the work in the project stays with the employee. The issue I've seen happen time and time again is that the manager says something like, well, let me get back to you on that. And the employee hears, ooh, good, not my problem to figure it out. Sometimes weeks later, the manager discovers that the work stopped while the employee assumes that they're still waiting on an answer. So here's a way you might consider responding that still helps move things forward but makes it clear that they still own the work. Based on the situation, what do you think is the next step? That can still, of course, be a dialogue between both of you, but you're setting the expectation that they still own the work. And as we discussed in the last lesson, ownership is key. I also like the questions that Michael Bungay-Stanier suggests in situations like this. He suggests you might ask, how can I help? Or perhaps the bit more edgy, What do you want from me? By the way, the tone of how you say that second one is key. Either way, you're signaling that both that you want to support and that ownership stays with them. Based on how they respond, perhaps you might brainstorm their next step or anything that you might or might not do to help. Establishing accountability in this way doesn't mean that you're throwing it all back on them. It does mean that they keep ownership for the work and, by the way, the results. And you're there to coach, support, train, and cheer them on as they do. Every situation is different. When delegating something to an inexperienced person for the first time, they may end up doing a lot of observing of you and others initially. But you're being mindful as a manager that they're taking at least some ownership for the overall project. When you do that intentionally, it's more time up front, of course, but the result is more highly engaged employees that develop their skills at an accelerated pace. Well, I've covered some of the key principles of delegation in this course, 
There's so much more I could say. If you're looking for even more support, I recommend a great book by Hassan Osman called Effective Delegation of Authority. We featured it on a past episode. It's a quick read, but it builds on so much more of what I've presented here and goes into a lot more detail. It's a book I often pass along to managers, and many of our members have in turn passed it along to others on their teams. I've been facilitating every one of our Academy cohorts since 2015, and I've learned a lot along the way. I've also changed my mind on a few things. One thing I've changed my mind about is what the purpose of the Academy is. If you'd asked me back in 2015, I would have told you the purpose of the Academy is leadership development, behavior change, and progress. And all of those things are true, but I would have probably not articulated my most important role, acceleration. The kind of people who show up in our Academy cohorts are leaders who already care a lot about their development, have had a decent amount of career success already, and are making progress on getting better as leaders. I'm always amazed by our members. I think I read a lot, but we have members who read more than I do, who are better coaches than I am, who challenge their colleagues in the academy in ways I wouldn't even thought to do so. And almost all of them know what they're struggling with and what they want to get better at. Often people will show up with a list of things they want to improve on, and I'm doing more work to just help them prioritize it. And I realized a while back that it wasn't my only job to help people figure that out. In fact, the kind of people who get accepted to the academy are, are going to figure that out. They're smart and determined, and they're going to get there. It turns out that my most important thing that I've been doing and will be doing is helping us all get there faster. The Academy today is built around acceleration, setting a vision, establishing clear commitments with daily actions, and engaging in peer problem solving with everyone's real situations. So that what an individual leader might figure out on their own in two to three years we can dramatically reduce that time by accelerating their learning. If it's time for you to move with more velocity, I'm inviting you to consider applying for the Academy. For details and to apply, go over to coachingforleaders.com academy. It's almost the deadline, so be sure to get there before the end of the day, Friday, September 9th. And whether the Academy is right for you or not, what's one thing you've heard in this course that you'll put into practice this week. Whatever that is, when you take action, you're starting that process of acceleration already. Stay tuned for the next regular episode on Monday. Kwame Christian of the American Negotiation Institute returns to show us how to begin difficult conversations about race in the workplace. Don't miss that. Thanks as always for listening and see you back on Monday.